What's up, guys? I'm Marissa. And I'm Jeremiah, and welcome back to Death and Decay. How's it going, everyone? Jeremiah? Celebrate the times. Oh, Come on. I fucked that up. I thought it was celebration. No. Oh. Celebrate the times. Wow. Celebrate I thought it was celebration. Come on. Let's the go. Times. Come on. <laughs> oh, wow. What's up? What's new? You just changed my life. I didn't know that was, those were the lyrics. You're welcome. Don't you hate when that happens? Like that Ja Rule song where he's Which like, one? What's my motherfucking name? I always thought that. Ashanti was like, are you ready? But then she was really saying, R-U-L-E, for a jaw roll. <laughs> Did you ever know that? No, I thought it was, I thought it was that too. Are, are you, you ready? ready? Not R-U-L-E. Yeah, I know. It just changes your life. You're like, bro. I know. Dude, me and Shanice were talking about this the other day. Like, don't you love watching shit when you were a kid? Like now. I'm talking about like now that you're grown up, but shit they used to watch when you were a kid and then like you actually understand the storyline now. Like what? Mm, I think Tarzan was one of them. Like never we, seen Tarzan. You've never seen Tarzan? No. Oh, you uncultured swine. I know. Fucking <laughs> pig. <laughs> At me next time. Oh, man. But what's new? What's going on with you? Actually, going back to what you just said. Yeah. When I was younger, I was obsessed with the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Wait, 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 with Betty White? Yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. Like, little girl, probably like four or five. I don't know, maybe because they look like my grandma, you know what I mean? Oh, I just God. thought, like, they were amazing. And even, like, my sisters can attest to this. Like, I was just obsessed with them. And I didn't understand the jokes or anything. But now, as I'm older, still obsessed with them. But I get the jokes, and they're so perverted. And I'm like, yeah. wow, this is lit. <laughs> Betty White, fuck me up. I man. know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everything's going okay, just busy with work and life and just all that good stuff. What about you? Dude, everything is good. I went and bought my son his crib. I bought him, well, more me and Shanice, I got us a rocking chair with an ottoman. It's nice. I love those. I always, when my sisters were pregnant, we'd go to Bye Bye Depot. I would always go to the rocking chairs and just like shellax, you know? (laughs) I'm going to take you to like furniture stores and... Like, test out furniture. <laughs> Whenever I have a baby, I'm just going to buy a leather recliner and just say that that's my rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to have, like, beer holsters. Yeah. But you're like, those are for the bottles. Absolutely. That's amazing. The what adult kind bottles. Of, what kind of crib did you get? Like, a basic crib, any kind of cool designs, mm. color, shape, pattern? So, we're, like, doing, like, a white-colored theme. Like, okay. he has, like, all white furniture in there, except for our changing table, but I want to paint that white. But his crib is white. The rocking chair with the ottoman is white. And his dresser is white. I want to paint the changing table because right now it's red. So it kind of doesn't look that great. Mm -hmm. But like the crib, it's like in the back, like toward the wall, it like goes up. So it's like kind of like curved up as you go more toward the back of the wall. But in the front, it's shorter. Okay. So I got all excited, you know, thinking he's going to be here in a few short months. Yeah, that's so exciting. Are you nervous that like everything's white and he's going to just get it dirty with all his shit and puke? (laughs) No, not really. Not really. Because I had this talk with my wife and if it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? And we'll do our best to keep it clean. Memories. And memory. (laughs) 
that one time that, that the sun shit all over. <laughs> you see that stain right there, son? That's your shit. Go smell it. <laughs> Can never get it out. Biohazard. <laughs> and just getting ready for the baby. It's it's really exciting. So like now though, I noticed that anything that we watch on TV mm-hmm. and like, let's say like a little boy gets like kidnapped or something. Mm-hmm. And like now, like me as an expecting parent, I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, what if those are my kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like now, like it's crazy to see like a change. You go from living your life, not giving a damn. Mm-hmm. And then when you are about to bring a life in, I talk like I'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and it it's weird that it changes like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the days definitely look different now. Yeah. And he's not even here yet. So I can only imagine when he's actually here. Outside the womb. Outside the womb. So like I literally went like last year, you know, living my best life, having fun. But like now to where, you know, I have a daughter now that's three. I have my son that's coming into the picture in January. Which I predicted was going to be a boy. You did. You did. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. And now with a wife, very beautiful wife. And now it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how literally like how much a year can change your life. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about you and like how I've I've known you forever and you were like the single person. (laughs) <laughs> we will, we both were like super single, you know what I mean? And yeah, we were like diehard, like we're going to make money moves and now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were both super single and like living our life, even when we were like younger, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, and then seeing you become a boyfriend, I was like, dang, like this is kind of weird. Yeah. And then seeing you become a husband and mm-hmm. then a dad, like it's been such an honor to like see you Aww. grow up. <laughs> Thanks, dad. I know, you're welcome. And to all you little boys out there, start thinking like a man. Yeah. You need to just, you know, I know you want to go out and have fun and all that, but if you are still trying to live like a child and think like a boy, you need to start thinking like a man. Yeah, guys. Um, Sorry, I got I got irritated with that because I have a cousin that got pregnant and this even happened to my ex. Mm-hmm. So like they both share the same story. Oh, so, I thought you were gonna say the same baby no, daddy. No, I was no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So like they have like the same story. Mm-hmm. They met a guy at a party mm-hmm. and they both got pregnant and all the dad like wants nothing to do with either one of them. So like I saw my ex this morning at church and we were talking about that. We were talking about, you know, how can you be a man and knowing you're about to have your offspring, yeah, you know, your, your own DNA walk around this earth and you not want to grow the hell up. So, like, I was telling her, I was like, I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm the one that got away. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) To my ex, not to my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't support incest. But that's what I was saying, though, is that how can you be, like, so belligerent and just be a man already? You have a kid coming and that kid's going to need a dad. So quit being a shitty person doing shitty shit and grow up. Grow up. Yeah. I posted this thing on Facebook earlier and it was like a lot of people are getting older, but not a lot of people are growing up. And wow. That's just the truth. And your wife liked it. So I think I should at <laughs> you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Babe at me next time. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Anyways, let's get straight into this story. Well, not straight because like, you know, we've been talking, but I agree, guys, just take responsibility and make good decisions mm. and just hold yourself accountable to the decisions that you do make. Right. Because it's not all about you anymore. It's about 
your child. Like all your needs are going to start coming second now. Right. Yeah. All right, Jeremiah. So the other day I posted a poll on our Instagram. Right. What you guys wanted to hear if you guys wanted the creepiest dolls. And I found some good ones. So you guys missed out. <laughs> or the and I started doing research on the creepiest dolls because it was winning at first. Right. And then or the other option was the craziest cults. Mm-hmm. And when I, I kept, think I voted. Yeah, you did. You voted for cults and I voted for dolls. <laughs> I voted for dolls? No, you voted for cults. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there's one that I really want to talk about. Okay. Well maybe yeah. it's on the list. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it either way. But yeah, and when I went to go check at like six PM it turns out that the cults won and I had already done like almost all my research on dolls. So I was like, well, you know, I'll give the people what they want. Shout out. Shout out. If you guys do you, voted. Do you know how many votes we had gotten on that? I don't remember, honestly, but I know a lot of them were for the for the cult. So it was a significant number compared to it wasn't even a close race. Yeah, no, I think it was like 60 to 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. Why don't you guys like dolls? I mean... Like, dolls are creepy in general. I love them. Oh, my God. Well, I love them in, like, a scary way. Dude, and Shanice has these freaking porcelain dolls that scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way. I know. Yeah, my mom has Native American dolls, too, and they're just kind of, they hang around. Yeah. Anyways, so let's start talking about the most insane cults, okay? Shout out. And I don't know if I say cults weird. It's cults. Cults. Cults or cults? Cults are, like... Colts are horses, baby say, horses. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. But cults. Cults. How do you emphasize the U? Cults. Cult. I'll say cults. Cult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the first one we're going to start off with is Heaven's Gate. Okay. All right. And this is in no particular order. And I tried to find some that were less heard of, but one of them is actually pretty famous and I couldn't leave it out. But Which one? Oh, this one. <laughs> no, we'll get to it. We'll oh, get to okay. It. Heaven's Gate was founded in 1972 by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Applewhite? Yeah. It sounds like he could be from uh, Apple Orchard, which I came to the conclusion mm-hmm. by the help of my mother mm-hmm. that apples don't come from vineyards. They come from orchards. Wow. <laughs> Grapes come from vineyards. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Who's Johnny Appleseed? What? Isn't that a famous guy? Johnny I don't know. Appleseed? Just sounds like he's planting his apple seeds. Oh my everywhere. gosh. <laughs> Plant the seed, Johnny. Okay. Well, anyways, these two decided that they were going to start a cult. And they theorized in this cult that aliens would pick up their members on an aircraft and take them to the kingdom of heaven. What? They convinced newcomers to give up all of their possessions. So they're like, hey. Okay. You guys got to get rid of all that shit. Yeah, like to be committed. Yeah. And the members were also required to abandon their families. Oh, wow. They want them really committed. Yeah. Two decades later, in March 1997, the cult planned and committed mass suicide. Suicide? Yes. 39 of the members ate applesauce, which, same. (laughs) <laughs> took sedatives. <laughs> you child. Took sedatives, chased it down with vodka, and then covered their heads with plastic bags. It was then hmm. later discovered that celibacy was mandated for this group, and half of the men were found castrated. What does that mean? Their genitals were removed. Like they removed them themselves? Surgically. I think willingly. Oh, so like that's just a nub down there. 
I don't know, <laughs> but something like that. Yeah. I wonder if like you could like still like pop a boner. I don't know. If you're like an imaginary one. Yeah, like you feel it, but of course it's not there because I mean it's choppity chop chopped. But <laughs> like, is it still like you can feel it though? You. I don't know. I don't know what a boner feels like. In I gotta general. talk to somebody that's amputated just to like say like, hey, like, do you still like sometimes like you know like when you send like neurological, not neurological, but like signals, signals from your brain. <laughs> Jeremiah trying to be smart through your nervous system. Like, let's say like my foot was cut off. Like, mm-hmm. but do I still like would send signals down to like, hey, like tap your foot? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. So then I'm wondering with the men castrated, like, hey, like, like. Ugh. Okay, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Now let's talk about the Anthill Kids. And I'm going to totally mess up this name because it's French. Do your best. Do it with your best French accent. Roque de Roque. (laughs) What is that? That's so wrong, but it's R-O-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-A-U-L-T. Anyways, he started this cult, okay? Okay. And he, too, convinced members to give up their possessions and never talk to their families again. Okay, so, like... Committed again. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he began torturing his followers, and he would marry and impregnate all of the female ones. Okay. He landed up ultimately fathering about 20 kids, and with those kids, he would abuse them both physically and mentally. Oh, damn. I was going to say that like I thought that he accepted them as like members of the cult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he wasn't good to his members. I mean, he would oh, yeah. impregnate all of them. Yeah. And he would also perform surgery on his followers who did not obey him. Oh. Also murdered several of them. Wow. How can they even still be in this cult if this guy is such a shit bag? Shit, shit. yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I think, brainwash. Sentence. Yeah, yeah. In 1989, a woman managed to escape after he cut her arms off. What? Yeah. And she obviously went to the authorities and reported what was happening in this group. Yeah. And he was then sentenced to life in prison, where he was ultimately murdered by his cellmate in 2011. Good for him. Getting killed. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. I wonder how, though. I don't know. Probably stabbed. I would. With a, like, shaver. I would, like, get behind somebody, you know? Get behind somebody with, like, a sheet and, like, kind of, like, suffocate them, you know? like You know? Why are you looking into my eyes when you say that? That's scary. <laughs> Did you see the look I gave yeah. you? It's like you brought your fist up. Assert dominance. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> the next one is the Fall River Cult. Okay. Seventeen-year-old sex worker Doreen Levesque. Oh, so she was a prostitute. Yes, a sex worker. What? Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't know what's offensive or not. Oh, um, shout out. <laughs> Her body was found outside of a Massachusetts high school. Oh, my God. She was restrained with fishing lines, beat, and sexually assaulted. A year after that, another sex worker's body was found. And after that, another sex worker named Karen Marsden went to the police. Okay, so they were all starting to go missing until one of them actually stood up and was like, I need to go report this. Right. She accused her pimp named Carl Drew and a sex worker, Robin Murphy, of the murders of these sex workers. Okay. She claimed the two were a part of a satanic cult prostitution ring in which they would sacrifice humans and perform rituals inside of the forest. Oh my god. She told authorities that she was fearful for her life. However, they did not take her seriously, and just six months later, her skull was found. 
So she had obviously been murdered as well. Damn. And Drew was ultimately arrested in April of 1980 and charged with her death. (gasps) He pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in exchange for testifying against the cult. However, after that plea, there was actually no evidence of a satanic cult ever existing and linked to the crime. So do you think it was all a lie? I think so. I don't know where she got her information or or anything like that, but I think the authorities kind of do a good job and they would have found evidence of at least something, you know what I mean? But then the world's really creepy and Mm -hmm. the elites can get away with anything. The elite. Ooh, dude, that word scares me. Yeah, like... That's a scary word. uh, Hey, I was going to ask you something. It had something to do with sex workers. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That's not what I was going to ask. Oh, okay. Can you die from having, like, excluding STDs, but can you die from having too much sex? I mean, I don't know. I think you probably get a heart attack. <laughs> Have you ever seen Gerald's Game? No. Have you ever read the book? No. Oh, it's a book by Stephen King, Shout Out. Shout Out. And it's about this this old, well, not old, but like mid-50s couple. Okay. And they're kind of losing a little spice in their love life, so... I don't know if it was for an anniversary or just because, but the husband, he lands up renting a cabin in the middle of nowhere to, like, surprise his wife, you know? Mm-hmm. And he buys some Viagra. Okay. The wife sees a dog or, like, a like a wild dog, I guess, okay. outside, and she starts feeding the dog, like, really expensive steaks that the husband bought for them to, like, eat, you know? <laughs> and he gets pissed, and he's like, leave that fucking dog alone, blah, blah, blah. So their marriage was kind of rocky, and they start, like, having, you know, sexy time. Yeah, sexy time. Getting it started, okay? Oh, okay, foreplay. Yeah, and he had just took the pill. She didn't know about the pill. Wow, that was, was like, really discreet. Yeah. Okay. And so they're, like, he handcuffs her to the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. To the bed post holes. Mm, Mmm, Depends on the bed, I guess. Yeah. There's, like, the little knobs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's no way she could, like, lift them up. Okay? Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. And he starts, you know, doing it, mm-hmm. and he has a heart attack from the Viagra. Well, that I've heard about. on top of her. Yeah, and he and died? She, and Yeah, and <gasps> she's handcuffed to the bed. Oh, what? And so... And no one knows they're out there. No one knows they're out there, and she can't get off. So she's, like, trying to rip off the, the cuffs. Spoiler alert, by the way. And um, the dog, the hungry wild dog, lands up coming in and, like, eating his body. And there's, like, nothing she could do about it because... She's handcuffed. Yeah. It's a really good movie and book. You should really check it out. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, well, see, like, you got a heart attack from a Viagra, though. I'm just wondering if well, you have too much sex. Yeah, if your heartbeat's going super sus. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, we're not doctors, yeah. but let's stop talking like we are. Jim Jones... Jimmy Jones. Yeah, he started the People's Temple in 1950. I think I've heard of this one, sorry. Indianapolis. (laughs) Yeah, this one's very popular. Oh, is this the one? No, well, there's another one, but this one's also very popular. Okay. He had thousands of members in his cult, okay? And he actually built a commune called Jonestown in South America. Okay. In 1977, Jones grew paranoid because the media began criticizing the cult's suspicious activities. Some of the members then fled to the commune in South America, but, you know, rumor kind of spread already, and congressman, a U.S. congressman named Leo Ryan, decided to check things out at Jonestown for himself to make sure, like, everything was good. Okay. And that was in 1978. Unfortunately, 
that congressman and four others, when they got there, they were shot to death. Yes. What? After that happened, Jones then demanded that his followers drink poisoned Kool-Aid willingly and that the kids would be the first to drink it. In total, 900 people died that day, including Jim Jones himself, who did not drink the Kool-Aid. He actually shot himself. And 304 of those people who died were 17 years old or younger. No. Yeah, and I think I read somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, that this incident, other than 9-11, was like the most significant deaths in like one sitting. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, this is the the most... (laughs) You're dying to talk about whichever cult. This is the last one, and this Uh. is the most popular one. At least to me. Okay. And this is the Manson family. I think it is. Oh, like, <laughs> you got wait, so excited. Wait, wait. Charles Manson? Charles Manson oh. had a rough childhood from the very beginning. Yeah. And he landed up spending majority of his life in and out of prison. Mm-hmm. He moved to San Francisco in 1967 and quickly charmed a small group of people into becoming his first followers. And they would be known as, quote, the family, end quote. Charles believed that the Beatles were secretly warning of a race war in their songs, you know? Yeah. It's theorized why the murders began was because one of their members was actually in prison for murder, and then to get that member out, they kept killing to pretend the murderer was still on the loose. Mm. So the cops would think they imprisoned the wrong person. Yeah. Another theory, though, is that the cult wanted to start a race war by killing and blaming it on Black Panthers. Oh, like rivalry shit. Exactly, yeah. In 1969, the family broke into Roman Polanski and his wife Sharon Tate's home. Sharon Tate's? Yes. The famous Sharon Tate was pregnant at the time, and I believe she was about eight months into her pregnancy. Yeah. I think eight and a half, to be exact. They murdered everyone inside the home, including Abigail Folger, which if you've bought Folger's coffee, she belonged to the family that started that. Wow. Tate herself was stabbed 16 times and her baby was removed from her womb. No. It's reported that she cried for her mother at the time of her death. The family murdered another couple in the same area and wrote derogatory slang on the walls with their blood. The group was eventually arrested and sentenced to death. But when California abolished the death penalty, the sentences were then changed to life in prison. This is one of the first stories that I was exposed to as a younger child. My mom was very fascinated by his story. Mm -hmm. And she would often talk to me and my sisters about it. And I think that's kind of what piqued my interest. It's also very interesting that you'll hear a lot of people call Charles Manson, the leader, obviously, a serial killer. But in fact, he never physically killed anyone. That's true. Only the members of his cult would be told, hey, kill someone, and they would kill them. So see, I don't think he can get charged with first degree murder. Right. But like he was definitely an accomplice. Yeah, he was definitely an accomplice to it. And that always fascinated me. Another thing that's really interesting about this case is that the house that all of this happened, Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate's house. Right. It's supposed to be super haunted, for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. The house had previously belonged to film director Paul Byrne, and he actually committed suicide in the house in 1932. Whoa. 
eventually, Jay Sebring, a celebrity makeup artist, resided in that home after the suicide. And Sharon Tate actually used to date Jay Sebring, in case you didn't know. No way. She recalled in an interview with Dick Kleiner that she stayed at Jay's house one night when he was away. Sharon woke up from her sleep to see a strange-looking man kind of wandering around the bedroom, and she was terrified. She later theorized that it might have been Paul Byrne, the man that committed suicide. Yeah. And she ran outside the bedroom and saw a figure, and she said it was either her, like herself, or Jay Sebring tied to the staircase, and they were murdered. Mm. Their throat had been slit. Oh, shit. Which is kind of ominous, right? Like, yeah, of it's how they sus. died. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jay Sebring was also in the house, and he was one of the people that died mm. in the Charles Manson murder. Anyways, the dream continued with her going downstairs to a hidden bar for a drink. Because the house was built during a time where, during Prohibition, where people weren't allowed to drink. So the bar was made to be secretive, so no one knew that it existed. Yeah. You had to, like, pull a book or something. You know what I mean? The ones yeah. that were in the old movies. So she went and... She went downstairs, got a drink. She was probably like, fuck this, like, I'm seeing shit. Mm -hmm. She said that she would pinch herself to see if she was dreaming. And she also was like, hey, I'm going to tear a little bit of wallpaper. If this is a dream, then it shouldn't be a big deal. Okay. She then went back upstairs, passing the figure that was still tied up, and went back to sleep. Whoa. When Jay got home, she told him about the story, probably not thinking anything of it, right? Like, it's just a dream, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, afterwards, her and Jay then went downstairs to the bar again for a drink, and that's when they saw it. Mm. The wallpaper had been ripped, so it wasn't a dream. She was awake the entire time. The house was eventually tore down. Aw. Quote, there's no house, no dirt, no blade of grass remotely connected to Sharon Tate. End quote. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They just tore it down. Because people were, like, going to the house, trying to break in. I read that people would just park there and have sex in front of the house. Just, like, weird stuff, you know what I mean? At me next time. <laughs> Jeremiah's right there. <laughs> so, yeah, those were kind of the craziest cults. Was that the one that you were wanting to talk about? Yes, and there's something else I want to talk about, Charles okay. Manson. what's that? So, not only did he convince these women to go off on killing sprees, but, like, they would also do, like, some very, very weird, like, sexual shit. Like what? Very, very weird. If you watch the documentary, it's so good, like, on how they captured it. But, like, all the followers that he had gotten in his cult, it was weird because, like, they were all a family, but, like, they would all have sex with each other. Yeah. Like, some... Like an orgy. Yeah, kind of. And, like, so, like, couples would even go in and um, they would just have sex with men and women and crazy, like, men, even, like, men on men and women on women and then all together. It was yeah. wild. I was like, holy shit, this is wild. Yeah. Live your life. I mean, if you're not hurting anyone, I guess, you know. But then I watched the actual documentary of the three women that died. Yes. Yeah. I think I was watching the interview of Sharon Tate and, like, the actual girls that killed them. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can just tell that they were all, like, fucked up. Like, just the way that they would talk in the interview. Like, they had no remorse for what they did. Yeah, and they were also... I forget what the drug was called. LSD? I think, I think it's called Belladonna. Are it's supposed to be... No. Oh. It's supposed to be, like, really bad. That, like, messes up your psyche. It's kind of like LSD, but, like, you don't really go back to normal. 
Oh, um, wow. So this fucks you up. Yeah, like, I think after. it's called Belladonna, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, they were on some stuff and they were into some crazy shit. And I do know that they were like all having sex together. And that's kind of how they got a lot of members with the lure of sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then come they come to this cult and we'll we'll have sex with you. And it's not even just about like having sex with them. I think like a lot of people came to the cult, like why it looked so fascinating to them. I was like, one, yes, you have a lot of sex, but like two... It was like more of like you could be free in that. Do you know what I mean? And live on a barn. Yeah, like live in a barn and, you know, with other people and yes, have sex with them. But then like you were like you felt like you had people that you can relate to. Right. Do you know what I mean? That you can would, get along with. Yeah, he would often target people that were vulnerable, you know, that didn't have good homes and stuff like that. And it just was easy to target those kind of people. Right. And I don't think that. Sex might have had a play in it, but I think it was more the fact that people just didn't want to be alone. Right. They wanted to belong to something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how I think everyone kind of gets into these situations, right? Like, yeah. oh, we just want to belong to some community, even if their theories are outrageous that aliens are going to come get us and take us to heaven. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. once someone tells you so much, so many times... I think you start to believe it. Yeah. But it's crazy that he actually, like, convinced these people to, like, or I guess all of them, really, to murder themselves or others. Like, Mm -hmm. to have that amount of charm, for lack of a better word, to (laughs) convince people to do such a thing, that's insane. Or to kill their kids. Yeah. And, like, to add to that, I don't think it was him specifically that, like, actually drove these people to do it. Well, like, of course, like, he was the one that was, like, the ringleader of all this. But, like, because of the assistance of that drug Mm -hmm. and then him coming in, like, when they're high and tell them, like, you know, like, hey, like, this is what you're going to do. This is who you're going to go after. Do you know what I mean? Because if you were to tell me that, like, as a sober individual, I'm going to have the mind capacity to say, no, you're crazy. Right. Exactly. I think that was kind of a significant thing. Like, I think he even died in prison, Charles Manson. He did. And, you know, what's interesting is... Zach Beggins, uh, if you know, you know, shout out. Shout out. I love you. He is a big part of why I'm into the paranormal. He's the host or the leader, I guess, of Ghost Adventures okay. on the Travel Channel. They hunt for ghosts. They've been doing it for like ever since I was little. Oh, I think I know what you're getting at. And he's amazing. But he has a museum in Las Vegas with like all the world's creepiest shit that he's bought mm-hmm. like a debit box just like evil conduits is that what it is yeah yeah and he has charles manson's jumpsuit orange jumpsuit that he died in no. he, he bought it yeah wow. and i believe he also has a part of john wayne gacy another famous serial killer's brain brain yeah like brain matter yeah oh my gosh yeah so he has a lot of cool shit check it out I want to go one day. Shout out. Send us a picture if you go at deathindicapod at gmail.com. And a lot of people say that they like get attacked when they go to the museum. What do you mean attacked? Like by ghosts. Like, and he has cameras everywhere and you can see people like getting pushed and stuff. It's crazy. I want to see that. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, it is. Okay. What was it called again? Uh, Zach Bagan's museum, I guess you could just look. Okay. Yeah. And that's in Las Vegas. So I just looked up Belladonna. Oh, the drug? Yeah. So according to WebMD, Belladonna is likely and safe when taken by mouth. It contains chemicals that can be toxic. 
Side effects can include dry mouth and large pupils, blurred vision, red dry skin, fever, fast heartbeat, inability to urinate or sweat, hallucinations, spasms, mental problems, convulsions, and coma. Wow. So it's like was some heavy stuff that they were on. Right. He probably had like some sort of like antidote. And I don't think he took it. I think he would just give it to them. Yeah, and I think he had like some sort of like antidote. Like, I can make the pain go away if you do this for me. So I bet you when like they would go and do like these like sort of things, they probably had like a very small amount in their system. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Enough to feel some sort of discomfort. And he probably tell them like, I have the antidote, so go and do this for me. So they were probably like a little bit fucked up when they would go and like kill people. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love like the story of Charles Manson. Yeah, he looks so crazy too. Yeah, dude, I was like, fuck. And for her to kind of have a premonition of her own death is kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Like she knew she was going to die and she didn't really know it. What would you do if you saw yourself like tied to the front door or something with your throat slit? Big, don't tempt me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, I like what I like. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know, what would you do? I'd probably talk to my psychic and be like, hey, what can I do? What's going on here? Shout out Maria Lupita. Like, what can I avoid? Yeah, exactly. Or, like, help me. If I die, forgive me. Like, help me get to heaven or whatever, you know? Yeah. Help me get through hell and then go to heaven. Because you know your girl's going to hell. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. That being said, we are going to be ending the season here. Yeah. After much consideration. A lot. We've been thinking about it. And guys, the fact is Jeremiah is having a baby. Mm -hmm. Shout out Baby J. Baby J. Baby J is coming into the mix. Soon. What year? Oh, yeah. Hashtag 2022. Keep an eye out. Yeah, exactly. Very soon. So you're going to be focused on that. I am. It's going to take up a lot of your time. It is. And, you know, I've been pretty open about my mental health on the show. Yeah. And I just kind of need to focus on that. You know what I mean? The show, I'm the executive producer, so I do all the research. I You do a lot. I do pretty much everything. Yeah, because like already my life is busy as it is. So the very little that I do, I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. On top of like a, a family. Yeah. So I can only imagine like the amount of work that you put into this. So that's why I was like. Okay. Yeah. So it's just very hard for me to kind of prioritize my mental health and my family and stuff like that. So it's just, I can't do it. Yeah. But if you guys want to keep up to date, like with what me and Marissa are doing, you can follow me at Jer underscore 1995 on Instagram. You can also follow me on Facebook. Just look up my name, Jeremiah Jacob Maestas. Or add me on Snap, you know? Okay. Snap wow. me, snap me, snap me some crazy stuff. Like, we can still talk about creepy shit. And, like, even, like, we could even do, like, little, like, little snap, little stories of, like, yo, I just heard the creepiest thing or whatever. You know, we can go back and forth. Add me on Snapchat as well at Chan underscore 13. Yeah. And, and you guys can follow me at Miss underscore Rissa Elena, M S underscore R I S S A. E-L-E-N-A. You guys are all of our friends and we appreciate you guys listening so much. And we didn't really want it to end this way. Yeah, not so soon. You know, you just have to prioritize things. And, you know, if you guys do suffer from 
the things that I do or any kind of mental illness. I hope you guys can kind of look back at our show and just laugh with us and have those good memories of what we've created. I mean, those episodes are going to be there forever. Better or worse, I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, We have a presence. (laughs) Yeah. But we hope that you guys can kind of go back and kind of cherish those times. And it's been an honor entertaining you guys. Yeah, but keep on on the look for any future projects that we might do together. Me and Marissa might do something together again in the future. Yeah. And if not, like we might go our separate ways and do like other stuff on our own. (laughs) We're getting a divorce. Sorry, Divorcing you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But like, you know, like I've been going back and forth with some of my other friends, you know, the ones that want to start a podcast. I might get into another one. I'm not sure yet, but you know, just keep a lookout, you know, that's why we ask you guys to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Snapchat, follow us on Facebook and on Twitter, on all of it, because we want to be able to keep you guys in the loop because we feel like we've been on this pretty cool journey together that a lot of people will message both of us and say that how much they love our show, how relatable it is, like how crazy a story we had just talked about. And we kind of don't want that to go away. So yeah, even though we're taking some time for ourselves right now, we ask that, you know, you guys just be patient with us because you don't know what's going to come up. Maybe we're going to start this back up. You never know. But yeah, you know, just kind of keep an eye out. I feel like that just because that the show, you know, our season is ending, that it doesn't have to end with the, you know, hanging out with us. Yeah. Do you exactly. know what I mean? And me and Jeremiah, we're still going to, you know, be <laughs> friends and you know, still hang out. So maybe occasionally we'll still host, you know, or if any developments happen, kind of like with the Zodiac Killer or something, we'll be sharing it, obviously. Ooh. But all of you guys are our friends. We've been doing this for 10 months. and Almost uh, a year. We almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> there are 7,246 subscribers to our show. and How uh, many? 7,000. 246 subscribers to our show wow and every single one of you guys means so much to us and it's incredible that we've been a part of your mondays every monday getting you through the week yeah and we're gonna miss you guys now i'm gonna cry i know (laughs) it's rough it's been so much fun but a lot of creepy shit that's never going away Ooh, before we go, mm-hmm. I have one last creepy thing to tell you. Okay, tell me. So last night, me and my wife, Shanice, shout out, mm-hmm. we were laying down, you know, she wasn't feeling too great because of the whole pregnancy and stuff. And we were watching a movie and we were washing all the bottles, all the baby bottles, because mm-hmm. we had found a lot of them in storage. So we were soaking them in Clorox so we can start cleaning them and putting them away. So for baby Jay to start using. Mm-hmm. And I was going to sleep and... All of a sudden, I heard a big crash in the kitchen. It was all, <gasps> and I was like, what the heck was that? Did, did and the wife hear it? Too? No, she was asleep. Mm-hmm. So I got up and I went to go look and like all the bottles that were, I know for a fact, wouldn't have fell. Mm-hmm. They were all on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? <gasps> and then, dude, the creepiest shit happened this, like, maybe like two hours before I came here. Okay. And me and Shanice were watching a movie. Did you tell her that that happened last night? No, I didn't. Okay, okay. Sorry, I had to ask. (laughs) But Shanice was here with me for this one. We were on the couch watching a movie, and all of a sudden, like, the waters that we had in our case, uh, in the kitchen, in the water case, they all just, like, fell at once. Not on the floor, but they kind of just, like, fell on top of the other waters. Because, like, we had one that was partially open, so, like, we had took a few water bottles out of the one that was on top. But the rest of those that were in there just kind of, like, fell in on each other. 
and it was kind of loud. So that was kind of creepy. I'm like, yeah. how does shit just like fall on its own? Like that, I told Shanice, I was like, we hadn't gone to water in like almost like two days, which oh. is bad. We need to drink more water. But like <laughs> within two days, like how does that, like it just slowly like just falls or like did something like have a presence to push it? Do you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. that's very interesting. The last thing that happened to me was probably like a month ago. And I'm really good at, like I've said a hundred times before, knowing when something's just a spirit and knowing when something's evil. Yeah. I was asleep. And it's kind of when you're not completely asleep, but you're kind oh, of asleep. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? In that state of mind. Yeah. I was definitely on my way to a good realm of sleep. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I heard something in my ear, like so close to my ear that like my little ear hairs like moved. No. And it sound the best way I could describe it is like a cards shuffling. I don't know why that would be creepy, but it's fucking creepy in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And I like woke up because I knew I heard it and I knew I felt my ear like be moved. Does yeah. that make sense? And immediately I was like, something evil is here. Like I just felt it. Like it was just like, this isn't a good feeling. So I started praying and then it went away. We should do like a holy seance. What is it? <laughs> A seance? What is a seance? When you're like conjuring up stuff. Okay, no, 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 not a seance. But holy, I don't know. But a holy... Um, <laughs> Santa Maria like de a, la Cruz. <laughs> Santa Maria, Madre de Dios. <laughs> <laughs> but like a, what are, uh, like a blessing. Like yeah. uh, you go around like burning sage and oh, stuff. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah, type of stuff. You know, do you think the spirits would get mad if we did that at your house? So Maria Lupita says not to fuck with shit you don't know. And that's so, true yeah, yeah that's I told true her, you know i have sage and stuff and stuff and she's like that's fine to like clean your crystals but don't sage your house if you don't know what you're doing yeah which is true. and i even heard that you have to be like very thorough and that like you got to get up in corners of exactly. like of the walls you got to yeah. go around the window so many times and you have to like get like every little piece you know yeah. what i mean you like yeah. you got to do it like just right i don't know but it's it's crazy a friend of mine his name was, uh, or is, <laughs> he's still alive. His <laughs> name is Zach. He's from the Zuni Pueblo. And he was like, you have to be very careful how you sage because a lot of time the evil entities will try to get as far as far up into the corners as possible so they don't have to leave because the sage doesn't hit them. So yeah. that's why they recommend you getting into the corners. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, my episode with my sister came out on Monday, I think it was. Yeah. And my mom, she actually called me and she was like, the house is going crazy. Like her her house. She's like, I've been hearing stuff. Like it's just been super crazy. Who called you? My mom. Oh, I, oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, dang, really? Like it started up all over again. So it's very interesting that stuff like that happens. But yeah, I mean, if anything like that happens, we'll post to, to the socials, keep you guys posted. But we really just wanted to leave that for the end of the show because we didn't want to kind of make you guys sad you know <laughs> yeah and i didn't want to like cry before i started the show but we really appreciate you guys and it's been so nice to kind of work with our community or communities and help people find their loved ones and contribute to finding missing people we made several contributions to help locate missing people and also donate to funeral expenses and i'm really proud of the progress that we've made within that and we hope that you guys kind of keep doing that keep looking out for missing people because it could be our loved ones and just stay safe guys as well jeremiah what's it time for now it is time for the missing person of the week and this week we have elisa aguilar 
She was last seen September 26, 2019 in Las Cruces, New Mexico. If you have any information regarding the whereabouts of Alicia, please contact the Las Cruces Police Department at 575-526-0795. Her date of birth is March 25, 2005. Her height is 5 foot 4. Her hair color is brown. Eye color is also brown. Weighs approximately 130 pounds and is of white race descent. She was also last seen in a black t-shirt. She does have a mark on her abdomen and it is a piercing. Okay. Okay, like a like a belly button piercing? Yeah. If you have any other information regarding the whereabouts of Alicia, you can also contact the New Mexico Department of Public Safety Missing Person Hotline at 1-800-457-3463 and we'll be posting a picture of her on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. That's it for today, guys. I know, it's bittersweet. I know, it's so weird because <laughs> I feel like I can't tell you you're going to have another episode next week. This is us signing off. I know. For the meantime, I'm your host, Marissa. And I'm your co-host, Jeremiah. And remember to always look behind you. You never know what's lurking in the shadows. <laughs>